Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. This is Mitch. This is going to be episode number 10. So today with us, we're, we've got Nick, and he's the founder of Hoddle Fuel Coffee. Before we start talking to Nick, we're going to listen to a little bit of crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the cryptocurrency news in a flash with a crypto gent. AT&T is the first American telecommunications company to accept cryptocurrency payments through BitPay. Crypto markets up slightly over the last day. Alibaba to use blockchain. Coinbase accepts DAI, D-A-I, payments. Film company Proxima secures $100 million investment for cryptocurrency projects. It's been the cryptocurrency news in a flash with a crypto gent. Thanks for listening, Crypto Campfire listeners. Back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, Crypto Gent. All right, Nick, so you're the founder of Hoddle Fuel Coffee. Um, why don't you introduce your, yourself a little bit, kind of give us a background on what you're doing in the crypto space, and I'm kind of curious to hear how you got into the coffee business. Thank you guys for having me on. So uh, Hoddle Fuel, I'm the founder of Hoddle Fuel, which is a coffee brand in the cryptocurrency space. Uh, I initially started back in cryptocurrency in 2016, got into it, got out of it, forgot about it. Got, big, got back into the space in 2017, and I really, you know, I got into it hardcore at that point, really trying to learn and understand about cryptocurrency and money and how that all works. And I've always been a big coffee lover, and I saw an opportunity for me to scratch my entrepreneurial itch and start a brand that I'm hoping can, you know, get out there and, and relay the message of Bitcoin and start conversations and, you know, give people a good product as well and be a uh, pro cryptocurrency business in the space. Beautiful. So have you been in the coffee business before or was it just a kind of a unique thing that you kind of happened into? No, this is, well, you know, a, a few years back, I sort of had an idea to start a coffee business, but the niche that I was sort of looking at at the time was pretty pretty saturated with people doing it so i just kind of dismissed the idea but um I, i've kind of always wanted to start a business and i just i came home from work one night i had a full-time job and i you know i was laying in bed and i was like hey you know this this might be a good idea like this is sort of a culmination of you know everything i enjoy freedom cryptocurrency you know starting a business creativity and uh, most importantly to you know be an ambassador in the space for cryptocurrency so awesome. excellent heck yeah that's great so when you when you decided to get into crypto when was that how long how long have you been into cryptocurrencies so there's a podcast i've been listening to for probably close to 10 years now called the survival podcast and it's a podcast that's focused on sort of self-sufficient lifestyles you know that, that freedom independence you know, being able to take care of yourself type thing. And it covers a whole, you know, vast amount of topics. And one of the topics that, you know, was covered before was cryptocurrency. And, you know, I really didn't know a lot about it, but it, it kind of got to the point where I was, you know, all right, I got a little extra money from, you know, I started a side business doing landscaping and paid off all my equipment pretty fast. And, you know, I was like, hey, I'll try to buy some of this uh, Bitcoin stuff. So I logged down to Coinbase and, Kind of figured it out, worked through it, and you know I bought my first bitcoins around I think they were around five hundred dollars or so at the time, 
But um, yeah, nice. I'll be honest, initially when I got into it, I, I didn't know anything about it, maybe like a lot of people. And I was really just kind of doing it for short-term gains. I really didn't have any long-term ambitions with cryptocurrency. So I got out of it completely and didn't get back into it until 2017 when a friend of mine had told me, yeah, you know, Bitcoin had hit you know, some crazy number. So at that point, I was kind of kicking myself in the butt and I, I got back into it hardcore at that point. So Nice. It's about the same timing for me. I, you know, I kind of first started touching Bitcoin in 2016 and it was on a real small scale with a little miner that I had gotten on trade and forgot about it until 2017 until the big run mm -hmm. in November. So yeah, right there with you. Now a lot more people know about it. So, oh yeah. And then it's still only a small fraction. That's the crazy part. Yeah, it is crazy how small the community really is right now, but it's growing every day. It is. It, it, you know, there's, you see people accounts with 25,000, 27,000, you know, 95,000 uh, followers. And you're like, wow, where are all these people at? Cause I only see about, you know, a couple <laughs> hundred <laughs> at the most. And it's just weird. It's, <laughs> it seems, you know, when you get into the rabbit hole on Twitter, the, the space is so deep, but yet, like you say, it's mm -hmm. really small for in sure, comparison. Sure. It's, it, it's not so small it actually is. Yeah. A lot of layers. And they're all kind of isolated from each other in their own way. So that's very true. Very true. Like a bunch of onions. <laughs> <laughs> the crypto onion. Yeah. The crypto nice. onion. So Nick, I got to admit, I haven't bought any of your coffee yet. So what, what kind of, what kind of things do you offer? Do you have like a pretty big range of, of flavors? So, so right now I offer a few different single origin coffees and uh, let's see, I think I have a Colombia, Nicaragua. I had a Honduras, so dropped that. Um, let's see here, Brazil, uh, a couple others, but basically just single origins right now, but they're all, uh, they're, they're all pretty good in my opinion. So. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, uh, I can't get enough of coffee. So <laughs> hey, you got any espresso blends? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, all right. Well, call me when you do, because that's what I'm buying. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I love an espresso blend, man. You got to have a good espresso to go in your coffee. You know, that little shot. Absolutely. <laughs> so what's your what's your favorite token, Nick? Token? If you had to pick one, what's your favorite token? Token or, or cryptocurrency? Token. token? My, my, next, my next question would be, what's your favorite blockchain? <sighs> to be perfectly honest with you, Tokens are not something that I'm well versed in. Um, I, I'm really okay. I, I'm really big on Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Digibyte. You know some of the privacy coins. Um, that's sort of where I'm coming from uh, as far as my involvement in cryptocurrency because I, I really want to see it, you know, used as, as currency in the future, as maybe a supplement or you know maybe a replacement to modern fiat systems. So that that's sort of my focus at this point. Fair enough. So you mentioned privacy coins. What uh, is there any particular one you're you're kind of into? Or are you more of a Monero guy or Verge or or something different? Uh, Monero, Monero, Monero. There's okay. so many of them now. It's hard to keep up with them all. But yeah, that's the, the old boy on the block. Yeah, that's the the old school, if you will, on the privacy coin. So mm -hmm. I'm a fan. So going back a little bit, how did you? 
discover crypto Twitter? Were, were you on Twitter before and then you just kind of started doing crypto or did you show up in crypto Twitter for that reason? Or, or what was that like for you? So I, I had never been on Twitter before. I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was winter of 2018. Maybe I got back into it right around, right around the time when I started buying back into Bitcoin and Litecoin. Um, I would say I probably got on there, but yeah, that, that was sort of an interesting, wow. Crypto Twitter. It's a, it's a cool place, but wow. (laughs) It's a strange place too, but you know, I've met, I've met some of the coolest people and, and I'm really happy to say that I've made some, some great friends off of, off of Twitter that I've met in real life too, at these, you know, meetups and conferences. And it's, uh, it's definitely a great resource and it's a great community, you know, to go and make friends and, and learn. So. There's definitely a lot of good, a lot of good there for sure. Absolutely. Connections are, are so, so much easier or so much more easily made on Twitter. It seems, um, you know, I've always been into trying to network a little bit and make connections and that kind of stuff. But yeah, until I discovered crypto Twitter, it was not really accelerating at any sort of a pace. And then you hit Twitter and it's like, bam, all of a sudden you're connected with everybody and, and you can, just get started. I didn't even know about it. I'm trying to remember like what prompted me to get on there. And I think because I'm new to business, I was learning about business, you know, and one of the recommendations was, you know, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. But uh, I had no idea about crypto Twitter. I didn't even know that was a, that was a thing um, at the time. So I'm, I'm really glad I discovered it. Heck yeah. I, I, crypto Twitter has been my, sole resource for sanity when it comes to cryptocurrencies you know I, I i've spent a lot of time on there since probably late december when i first got into crypto it was one of those things somebody said man you got to get onto twitter you got to follow this guy follow that guy you know and i just before then i was never big on social media i mean i think i'd only been in facebook for a few months before i got into crypto and so my social media experience or repertoire wasn't very well, very versed at all. But then, you know, I got into Twitter and I don't know, man, it's just, it's been a riot. I've had, I've had a lot of fun. I, you know, and I think that it's unique to be around a, a center space, or I should say a center hub where everybody that has the same belief system when it comes to cryptocurrencies all come together. You know, we all have that same that same passion or that same drive, maybe not the same reasoning behind it for everybody, but at the end, we're all into crypto, right? Absolutely. And it's amazing how everyone is so connected all over the world to kind of move this mission forward uh, on the internet. So it's, it's awesome. Heck yeah. You know, you're not judged by, you're not judged by your skin color. You're not judged by your appearance. You know, those things are hidden. So you really get to know, the person behind all that facade that you normally would have predisposition judgment based on appearance, really, you know, I mean, and to not have that conflict with your mind and just meet the person. Yes. And all over the world. I mean, you're talking to people in Australia, you know, Afghanistan, I mean, everywhere in the world, you know, Germany, (laughs) Russia. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I think you bring up a good point. One of the things I've noticed at some of the meetups and and conferences that I've been able to go to is the diversity of people is just all over the board. Like I know there's sort of a, you know, if you Google it, you know, the average cryptocurrency investor is a 
34 year old male and you know whatever but the people i'm seeing at these meetups and stuff they're all over the place i mean you got you know young kids you know older folks and everything in between um so it's it's really exciting to see a a space that's you know so uh inviting to so many different you know demographics Oh, for sure. You know, the, the diversity, like you said, you hit the word on the head right there. Diversity is definitely what crypto Twitter is about. Absolutely. It's crazy. And the, the diversity extends beyond, you know, just physical or, or uh, nationality traits, you know, as well, because the, the skill set diversity or, you know, or, you know, the background diversity of, of these people is so, so far spread out. Yes. You know, like if you're in some sort of like a programming, type of community or something specific like that, you know, you still, you kind of have that one type of person, even if you're spread out all across the world, you're still kind of a, a similar mindset. But in this space, you have uh, business masterminds and you have software development and engineering masterminds and you have financial masterminds and, and you have everybody in between. And then you have the totally opposite of that. And you have, you know, the beginners and the, and even kids, you know, it just spans so many people. It's just kind of cool. And so you can start interacting and then start building those skill sets together. And that's why some of these projects are so incredible is because they have so many different people from so many different backgrounds and skill sets working together to, to put something out there. And it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. And yes, I agree. G going off of that, that's something I've sort of noticed since I started HODL Fuel is like I've had people reach out to me from all different backgrounds and help, you know, offer to help and have, you know, uh, Johnny Litecoin who you just interviewed, he helped me get set up with, you know, how to accept cryptocurrency payments. So I wouldn't have had a clue how to do that. Um, you know, I found artists in the community that are helping me design, you know, do designs for labels and t-shirts and, and all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a great, great community. Everybody seems so supportive of one another. You know, it's, it's almost like the spots that you have a weak spot in somebody steps into the plate and, and takes up that space and fills that void for you. And you can do the same for them in different ways, you know, and, and, and that's the real key part to working together, you know, and like the professor said, everybody's so diverse, you, you know, with, you got this guy who's a plumber, you got a, you know, white collar workers, blue collar workers, stay at home moms, you know, people that just, are enjoying their crypto life right now. And so all that coming together as one is where the uniqueness comes in. I think. Couldn't agree more, man. Couldn't agree more. And I, I wish, I wish people outside of the cryptocurrency community could see it because, you know, when you, I'm sure you guys have ran into this too. When you talk to new people about it, at least one of the typical reactions I get is like, Oh, that's that, that's that internet money that criminals use or, you know, that evil Bitcoin. And um, if they only knew, like, the the real community that's pushing this movement, man, like it would it would change a lot of tunes, I think, and, and cryptocurrency would be a lot further along than it already is. Right. If you could take everybody and put them into a, uh, a corral of crypto Twitter, I say corral because there's a lot of things that I would want to leave out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, crypto Twitter is not an all all, all beautiful space. For sure. But, but if you could put these people in crypto Twitter for a day, just for no other reason than so they could just see that it's not only like the cartel, you know, I mean, <laughs> exactly. that's what they think. And 
until they can see something different because right now they don't see it in, in real life. It's only on the internet or, you know, I mean, you don't, they don't physically see these things. It's not like a new car that's driving around like a Tesla, Mm -hmm. you know, they understand the concept of a Tesla because they see it. You know, a lot of people can use it and, and visually see it's being used, but a Bitcoin is different. You know, there might be people all around you using Bitcoin, but 99% of them aren't going to be advertising it out loud or trying to talk to you about it because they're just, you know, a normal person using their Bitcoin and they're not trying to teach the world right now. And so all they get is that exposure from the media and media loves drama. So, you know, and until adoption becomes uh, more prominent and there's more and more uh, Bitcoin ATMs and businesses accepting Bitcoin and things like that, uh, where they see it, it's just only ever going to be that little bit of fantasy world that the media has built for them. Yep, absolutely. So, Nick, going a little bit deeper, you had posted a video the other day about finding your why. I did. And now that's definitely a really interesting concept and, and a very important concept. And like like on our interview with John McAfee the other day and Janice, the, the, the thing was point was brought up about if you're not doing what you love, you're not going to succeed and you must be doing what you love. So how, in your opinion, does finding your why coincide to finding what you love and what is your why if you found it yet? Oh boy, this is going to be a little bit bit deep. Uh, So there's, there's so many things. Sometimes it's hard for me to articulate what's going on inside my head. Um, So as far as my why, there's a lot of reasons why I believe in cryptocurrency. There's a lot of reasons why I believe in trying to start your own business. Um, so as far as business goes, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to be said for, for working f- for other people to, to build their dreams. And then I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, working for yourself to build your dreams. And, and with myself, you know, I've always kind of had that, that edge to start a business and, and create something of my own. I, I would like to think I'm a pretty creative person and starting a business is just sort of, you know, it's an outlet for creative people to, uh, you know, build something that they're passionate about. I love coffee and it really coincided well with, you know, cryptocurrency and that, you know, I really believe long-term cryptocurrency is, is going to bring a lot more, freedom and independence to people around the world. And without getting too much into that, um, coffee to me is, is just been, you know, some of the best memories of my life. When I think back on it, I've, I've always, you know, had a cup of coffee in my hand and, you know, I've been around family and friends and, you know, people I love and care about. So being able to take a, a product like that, that's always been sort of a part of my life, even from, you know, just the comfort aspect. Um, and, and to be able to push the mission as I see it in cryptocurrency uh, just sort of made sense. And then, you know, it allows me to sort of build a business for myself as well. So it was sort of a combination of all these things. I, I hope that's kind of making sense. It's a little, it's a lot. Yeah, no, I totally get it. it it's really cool when you can, can make a business out of something that actually means something to you so that you can you know, it's not always about making the money, but it's about being able to support yourself on uh, while doing something that you love. So that's really cool that you've been able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think, you know, coffee makes sense to me because, you know, it's it's a great conversation starter. 
people have been drinking it for a long time. And it's, it's really like, you know, it goes across all cultures and, and sort of boundaries, like it's consumed really worldwide. So, you know, a perfect example of, you know, what I'm trying to do. Um, I had a friend that I finally guilted into buying a bag of my coffee. You know, he kind of gave me a hard time about it when I first, you know, told him about what I was doing. And, you know, I finally got him to buy a bag and he took it over to his mom's house. And, you know, they were making the coffee and, you know, she's like, what, what is this hot fuel stuff? What's that all about? And it prompted a conversation about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. So, you know, that right there is exact, exactly what I want to do. And, you know, I don't only want to have coffee within our community, but I want people to be able to purchase my, my coffee, give it to a friend or a family member, or when they have people over to their house or, you know, go to uh, an event on Thursday night and have it prompt and start a conversation. So just, you know, kind of one of the little sort of ideas I had with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's Heck awesome. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that with the coffee. Like I'm going to be buying Hoddle Fuel for presents now because right? <laughs> I mean, it's a conversation it's so cool. starter. Yeah, I never thought about that because like, you know, that we see Hoddle Fuel and we immediately know, like we can, we can gather that it's crypto related and, you know, the context is there for the coffee side of, you know, the fuel and all that. But somebody else, if you're sitting down, like you just said, like with a family member or, or friends or something like that, and you're having coffee and you're like, yeah, this is hodl fuel coffee. They're like, what the, what the hell is hodl fuel? And so then you get to explain the, the hodl thing and, and all that. And, and that'd be cool. You know, you, you can get them into to Bitcoin and start telling them about it and, and introduce one of the little stories. And that kind of lightens exactly. it up from the, exactly. the mafia. I, uh, <laughs> one more, I'll, uh, I want to put out there real quick. My mom, the other day, I sent her a bunch of the uh, the single serve pods, the K cups. I can't call them K cups because that's a that's a trademarked brand, so I have to call them single serve pods. But the hair salon that she goes to, they have a little Keurig machine. So I had to bring some in the other day, and the business owner was really cool about it. She didn't know anything about cryptocurrency, but the the lady that you know was getting her hair done was totally into it. So it, you know, right there again, it started this whole conversation. And you know, for example, with the the, the pods, you know, they're sitting there in the waiting room. Someone goes over and they make a cup of coffee and they see it and they're like, what, the, you know, what, what is this? And I'm going to get a couple of books to put down in the, in the waiting area so people can pick it up and, you know, start learning about it. So it, it, it works well, I think, for that. That's awesome. I think we need to start distributing some of those to, to businesses that use Kurgs and that's the plan. I think I, I think I would need a decaffeinated brand because when I started talking crypto to somebody that's a normie, <laughs> they look at me cross-eyed cause I'm so fucking excited about it. And I'm so <laughs> like passionate and into my conversation and like, man, this stuff is just crazy. You wouldn't believe blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just going on and on and I'm Italian. So my hands are going a mile a minute. And it's just, you know, they look at me and they just, they're, they're kind of backing up like, dude, what are you on? You know, I mean, I mean, my kids even look, yeah, my kids even looked at me sometimes and going, dude, what are you taking? I'm like, nothing, man, nothing. This is awesome. So, yeah, I would definitely need the decaffeinated one. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually find I have to apologize after the, after the fact for talking their ear off. So I can definitely relate. I always used to get that look from my wife when I would talk crypto until she got into it. And uh, now, now she's hooked and she understands. So, 
Cool. Yeah. The first person to bring to adoption is definitely your spouse because without them, it, you're just stuck with CT and your buddies. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Exactly. You know? Nick, speaking of adoption, have you seen the, uh, the challenge that we put out there? Uh, no, no. What, what challenge? Uh Oh, so we put there out we a, a challenge to, for, for, for anybody to go out there and, uh, either try to get a business to accept crypto or at least teach them about how it would work or, or that it's even possible. Um, set up a friend or a family member with a wallet or, or just explain Bitcoin to anybody. Um, put, take a video of yourself and, and put it on Twitter doing it and uh, with hashtag embrace the revolution and, and start spreading adoption. The whole, the whole point is to just try and get people talking about Bitcoin in the real world. Um, Johnny Litecoin already went out and did a video doing it. Um, yep. Got like 5,000 views already. It's, it's pretty cool. He's a, uh, He's awesome. So I want to see you out there doing it next. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great idea, actually. And it sounds like you're already doing it anyway. We just need a video. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to drive back to New York in a couple of weeks and get it done. So there you go. Nice. Did you see the uh, did you see the one from Sunday from uh, J Mac and myself with the, the Litecoin and the um, and the bar that we went to? No, I didn't. Wait, tell oh, me yeah, that was that was it was a live broadcast. So. J Mac and I went to this establishment in, you know, in our home near our hometown um, in Michigan, Ann Arbor. And uh, we went there. It's called the session room. And we spoke with the manager and we did a live broadcast and we interviewed a bartender. We set the manager up with a crypto wallet and actually gave her some Litecoin. J Mac did all that part, you know, and uh, we did the whole thing live broadcast through Twitter. And it was amazing, dude. It was so much fun. And then it was cool because Johnny Litecoin was like, you know, all over that. And when we had our podcast with him and, and the professor came up with the whole pass the torch thing for adoption, it was just like, it was like that ball started rolling down the hill, you know? And so now here we are. And every time we, we have our episode and we try to bring that topic up, you know, to start getting everybody to do their part, you know, we, just because we're into crypto you know, what's the best way to get other people into it other than talk to them about it. Right. Absolutely. And, it, and try and get establishments when you can, obviously to, you know, take crypto. Like today I was talking to a friend of mine who works for a, a, an establishment that I frequent probably once a month, maybe once every other month. And we go there and have a good time. It's a, it's a nice bar. And uh, I was talking with him and I'm like, so have you thought about taking cryptocurrencies for payment? And he's like, well, no, not really. And and I think the biggest reason is everybody looks at crypto as an investment, right? Mm. Instead of the currency side, like you were talking about. And McAfee even said that as far as, you know, when he was on our podcast, you know, cryptocurrency is a currency. We need to spend it. Yeah. So I was telling this guy about if you took crypto as a payment, the fees are almost non-existent when it comes to Visa. So I said, right now you take Visa, right? And he's like, well, yeah. And I said, so how much do you pay a month about in your visa fees? Uh, Over three, five grand? He goes, oh yeah, more than that. Just in your fees. And he goes, yep. I said, so if you could eliminate those fees and take that same money and leave it in the investment side of cryptocurrency and take the rest of it to pay your expenditures, why wouldn't you want to do that? And he's like, wow. He's like, you're looking at that way beyond just taking the payment. I said, well, it is way beyond just taking the payment. Think about that. Take that fee that you're paying visa and invest it. 
and put the rest of the money in your pocket. He's like, that's brilliant. And so I need to get more literature myself so I can help this guy set this thing up, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. So, you know, it's everybody doing their part. Well, I think this challenge is a great way to do it. That's awesome. That's, that's incredibly awesome. And you're definitely on point about the, the fees are just uh, so much lower. And that's one thing I'm learning as a, a new person to business is um, the fees are much lower with crypto versus credit cards. And there's a lot of problems with credit cards that, you know, Johnny Litecoin, I'm sure you probably talked about on your show, you know, as far as fraud goes and, and you know, the high fees and chargebacks and just all that crazy stuff. So, yep, Right. Absolutely. And and it's incredibly easy to get set up and start running a business with crypto as compared to setting up a merchant account. I mean, that's getting easier too with, you know, things like Square and stuff, but um, it's still in, much easier with crypto. You know, it doesn't take you very long to set up, like just say you want to set up an online website of some sort, you know, you can use WordPress and, um, and, and then just use like a coinpayments.net plugin and, within minutes you can have a store up and running and accepting payments and you don't have to deal with like PCI compliance and you don't have to deal with any of the the fees or special identification needs or anything like that. And so it's, it's so cool to be anybody in the world can just get something set up and start running a business right now with basically no money up front or no, or none at all, you know, but just a few dollars for your, your website and your hosting and stuff and off you go. Yeah, absolutely. And and going back to uh, Johnny Litecoin, one of the good points he made to me, too, is like when you talk to these businesses, you know, show them that just the attention you'll get alone from the community is might be worth, you know, adopting it as a payment method. It's really right. free, you know, social media. <laughs> so, right. Like, like I said, last episode, it's just a, it's a whole other rev- revenue stream that they're totally missing out on. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And then when when. uh Clint Westwood came out and and did the the West Coast Bar Challenge, you know, on Twitter, you know, okay, West Coast Bars, you know, look at it like this, you know, we'll you start taking Litecoin or cryptocurrencies for payment, we might fill up that bus with a bunch of people and come and visit your shop, you know, (laughs) you better make sure you got a stocked bar. It's just, it's fun. It's, (laughs) It's definitely fun. It is fun. Absolutely. So that uh, that custom AeroPress that you posted a picture of the other day, uh, did, did AeroPress make that for you or did you have somebody else customize it? No. So I was looking through uh, AeroPress uh, competitions and I noticed that they actually have like a, a worldwide competition. I, I had never heard of it before, but I definitely want to do it. Um, huh, so never heard of that. Some, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's pretty cool. But um, some of the, the folks had like customized AeroPresses so I, I found the, the guy on Instagram, he's in Australia, and I just messaged him and I'm like, hey man, like I have this this brand in, in the cryptocurrency space and I was kind of hoping, you know, could I get a cryptocurrency themed, uh, you know, AeroPress and he put it together for me. So it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when I saw that, I went on to AeroPress's website and I was thinking about ordering one. Uh, I've never used one, so I kind of looked them up to figure out, you know, what they were. I just always made my coffee the old school way. So, and uh I noticed that I couldn't pay with crypto. Oh, have on, you talked to them about on that? AeroPress's website? Yes. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. That does surprise me. I know. It doesn't surprise me either, but that needs to change. We're going to have to get a hold of AeroPress. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think there's, there's probably some smaller uh, retailers that would definitely be on board with that. That's actually a good point. So, totally. It makes a great cup of coffee there. So, I'm AeroPress, is that, is that like a cold press? So, basically, what it is, it's, it's, 
essentially just a, it's a press method, but it like have you guys had French press coffee before? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so it, it makes a very bold, sort of robust cup of coffee, but just the way it's designed and the the time that the water is sort of you know immersed with the the, the grinds, it, it's very low acidity. It's it's a good, strong, bold cup of coffee. It doesn't have that grit that you're going to get with a French press. So it's just incredible, and it's super easy to clean. It's just it's awesome. Great for travel too. So tell us more about the competition. So is it just a bunch of people get together and see who can press coffee better or so, how does this work? So I actually, I, I don't know a lot about the details. I know it's like people from all around the world that come together and they, they have a recipe that they, they put together and the judges, you know, they, they try it and see what they like. Um, outside of that, I really don't know a whole lot more, but uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look into it okay, and gotcha. hopefully get to it and be the first guy with a crypto themed arrow press to show up. So. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got you to videotape that. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sweet. So usually we ask some, you know, what your dark horse token is, but you've already kind of told us that you're not really into tokens and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, no, no, not at this point. Yeah. So is there any particular uh, uh, blockchain or, or protocol that you prefer from a, a functionality standpoint? Um, like, like something you think that is doing something pretty special that you're excited about? You know, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I am not a tech person, so I really, I try and understand as much as I can on a basic level, how the technology works. Um, I'm, I'm not super well versed in all the different, you know, tokens and projects outside of, you know, the basic sort of currencies. Um, I guess I, I'm not, I'm not too well versed in it, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Well, you know, that puts you more like on the, on the user side and the adopter side side and that kind of stuff, which is honestly, in my opinion, a better place to be than, you know, like where I am in the uh, investment side of things, more or less, you know, I still on the build side too, but um, it's more important in my opinion to be using it and you know spreading the word about it and things like that because that's what it was meant for you know it wasn't meant for investing so um i I think we tend to get hung up on that a little bit too much so it's it's actually almost kind of refreshing to not have an answer to that (laughs) yeah i mean my you know really really what turned me into cryptocurrency was when i started learning about money and i mentioned this on a show the other day you know i i didn't know a lot about money or economics before i got into cryptocurrency when I did get into crypto, I, I realized how much I didn't know. So, you know, I didn't want to be ignorant about it. So I started reading a lot of books on, on money and economics. And, you know, what I came to realize is what probably most of us know at this point is that the modern, you know, fiat systems are broken. There's a lot of problems in the world that really come back to money. And, you know, when you look at what cryptocurrency can do in the future, I, I think it's going to be able to solve a lot of problems that we have right now. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, corrupt, um, you know, centralized authorities and, and that sort of thing. I mean, you look at, you know, Venezuela right now, I mean, they're a perfect use case for, for Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency. And, you know, Anthony Pompliano had, I remember he was interviewing a guy on his podcast uh, from Venezuela. And, you know, they were talking about how people are actually using cryptocurrency just to survive, you know. So, so right. I, I try and understand the tech as much as I can, but not being a tech person. Um, I tend to come at it more from its use case is money, um, you know, and its potential there in the future. 
you touched on a good point right there. You know, when you, you mentioned corruption um, and, you know, sadly, the reality is wherever there is money, there is, cons- there is corruption. So the, the key is how do we, how do we circumvent that? How do we, you know, I know the blockchain is transparent, but yet there's still a ton of greedy, uh, scammy type projects and so forth out there. So, you know, how do we circumvent that? How do we get away from that? Because there's still that factor when it, when money's involved. I, you know, that's a really good point. And I, I think with time, I, I think no matter what, there's always going to be some level of it. Um, and I, I really wish I had an answer to say how to get rid of it completely. But um, I, I think over time, once the space grows and, and becomes, you know, inevitably more regulated, um, I, I think a lot of that will work itself out and become, you know, more transparent. Um, you know, I guess, I guess time will tell and, and we'll see where it goes. So. I, I heard and I also seen recently that AT&T started accepting Bitcoin for, for payment for your uh, cellular bills. Did you see that? I did see that. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That's that's quite a quite a leap, I think. It seems like there's so many, you know, every day there's a new article coming out about it. So it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. One thing I noticed is that the you, you can you can tell when the market shifts all of a sudden people start accepting Bitcoin again, like back in, in 2017, um, new egg and Expedia and all those guys were accepting Bitcoin. Um, new egg never stopped, but Expedia stopped at one point. Um, and some of those other places that accepted Bitcoin pulled it out of their store. Cause everybody was certain it was going to zero and, and people start stopped accepting Bitcoin. And then now that the market's picking up, here we are again. And, and now all these new places are coming out and accepting Bitcoin and, uh, I think it's going to be even more prominent than it was before. You know, we had that crash. Everybody thought it was going to die. And now here we are. And I think this is just the validation that was needed to uh, reassure these people that that wasn't the end. Um, for the majority of people that haven't been in the crypto space, that was their first crash. You know, most people weren't in in 2016 when it went up and then and then dipped back again or in 2013. Or in 2000, what was it, 10 or 11 when it first hit like 100 bucks? And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, really, really putting the nail in the coffin um, on the fact that Bitcoin can't go to zero anytime soon, anyhow. It's, there's still a lot of life left in it. And so all these people are going to start rushing in. And I think the next bull run, you know, because we're just in an early, early phase of it, when we hit the real bull run, I think it's going to be fucking phenomenal. So I, I have a question for you guys. Um, this is something I've been wondering too. You know, I, when I first got into crypto, as I mentioned, it was 2016-ish. Um, but then I got out of it, you know, and then the big bull run happened and all that. Do you guys feel like this time around is, is going to be different with all of these new, you know, kind of mainstream companies and investors and, and, you know, things have evolved a lot in a year, year and a half. Do you think it's going to be any different? Totally. So, you, I mean, even just this first run that we've had over the past couple of weeks, I mean, look at the way it's proceeded. If you go back and look at the charts from November 2017, it was just like an explosion. And then there was 20,000. I mean, it had a few ups and downs and all that. But uh, this time has been relatively steady growth. You know, we, we came from 3,000 and we just started climbing slowly. And there wasn't any real major corrections. You know, I mean, we had a few little pullbacks. But there wasn't any like horrible crashes like there usually is on the way up. Um, and we're, we're already 
you know, had, had gone over 8,000 on the way to 10,000. So like, where, where's it going to pull back? And so I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a longer bull run, like we saw a longer bear market where it's maybe not such a huge, massive uh, price jump at once, but I think we're going to end up at a pretty astronomical price point over a period of steady growth rather than one massive jump and then a huge crash afterwards. So I think it's going to be different, but for the good. I, I would agree with that. I would definitely say that with all the sophistication and the addition of AI in trading, I think over the last year, we've seen a lot more artificial intelligence trading bots on exchanges. So I think that in itself is changing the landscape quite a bit, which makes it more challenging for the human to try and try and trade effectively. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be different. I think there's going to be just as much manipulation for the time being when it comes to volume and when it comes to price. But I think at the end of the day, like the professor said, it's going to keep going up. It's just going to be more steady, solid growth, not so much um, fake. And you you have to say fake because you look at it, how fast it hit 20 grand and how fast it was gone. So that that wasn't true, solid you know, fertilized growth. That was just hype. Right. So I think, I think we're a little past that hype stage now. And I think, I think there's still a certain level of hype, but I think it's more of more of, yeah, this is here to stay. Let's really get into this. Definitely. There's going to be a hype train at some point. And I think it's going to be after Bitcoin hits 20,000, you know, there's going to be all the news articles are like Bitcoin hits new all time high. And that's when everybody gets in. And so there's going to be, a, a point where there's this huge amount of FOMO from everybody yeah. that's been hearing about Bitcoin over the past two years. Now that, you know, all of us are here and it's, it's bigger than like exponentially bigger than it was the year before. And so all those people, they're going to come in, they're going to FOMO. There's going to be a, you know, a big, big sketchy dip right there. But the thing is, the difference is it's going to catch support faster in my opinion, because of all that institutional money and all the big corporations and, and the improved infrastructure and just the the increased level of belief sustained by people that are actually using it. So, um, you know, it's going to be nice and slow growth. And then we're going to blow up for a minute on some FOMO. Some people are going to lose some money. You know, there's going to be a, a period of correction. But then then this, the growth is just going to be insane. It's going to be solid and it's going to be steady. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and whether it's Bitcoin itself. You know, I'm referring more towards like the whole crypto market, um, you know, because yes. I don't know what Bitcoin is going to do, but I feel like the growth uh, uh, rate of crypto is going to be just kind of like a big, solid, steady, you know, incline for quite a while. I don't think it's going parabolic for a couple of years. Yeah, I think I think we're setting ourselves up right now for some nice, you know, healthy, sustained growth. And, and that's pretty exciting. And I've kind of noticed maybe you guys have too. You know, you start getting um, the people that you talk to about Bitcoin that aren't into it. You know, I, I got a phone call the other day from a family member. Hey, you know, I heard about Bitcoin in the news and, you know, another friend kind of mentioned it to me, too. So I think it's it's slowly starting to kind of trickle up back out into mainstream at this point. See where it ends up. A hundred percent. Well, Nick, you know, it's it's been awesome having you on the show we could sit here and probably talk some crypto for quite some time. Um, it's interesting to hear the things about your business and 
and how you're, you know, how you got set up with crypto and your, you know, the entrepreneurial side of it. And, um, man, it was, it was cool having you on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, it's, it's great to be able to, you know, start to connect with people and, you know, build those relationships and, and get the word out there. Heck yeah. So I got one question before you go. Hey, and I, and I'm almost positive you haven't seen it, but you probably haven't heard of the rap battles that we do on Friday nights, have you? Mm, I'm maybe seen something floating around on Twitter. I I'm not familiar with it. Well, if you if you don't have nothing going Friday about six o'clock Eastern Standard Time, check us out. Come on to Twitter and and just kind of see what happens. We 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 do our rap battles on Friday nights, and it's a lot of fun. You guys it do really live is. Every, Yeah, we well. We live tweet it. Everybody tweets their, you know, throws tweets out, and it's 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 challenging to keep up for sure. But uh, it's it's a big time, man. It's cool. A lot of fun. Yeah, I'll check it out. Absolutely. Heck yeah. yeah! Check it out and throw it down and see if you see if you can rhyme a little bit. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh man! Okay. You know the beauty is it's we don't judge. It, and it, we've had some unique ones come out, man. Some new people show up, and it's like, wow, where were you guys at? Oh, uh, you know who's so, good at that? A lot of fun. Uh, Litecoin Moses on Twitter. Have you ever, okay. Yeah, he, he's pretty good with. Uh, he's got some raps he put out there too. And then uh, Crypto Capital Venture, he put out a couple good ones. I've seen those. We'll yeah. throw some invites out, man. Come yeah, see us. Absolutely. Come check it out. Oh, It'll yeah. be a big time. That sounds good. Sweet. All right, bro. Having you on, hey. man. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. You too. You too. Have a great evening. Later. Well, man, I'm definitely looking forward to picking up some of that HODL fuel coffee. Oh, absolutely. I can definitely use some of that stuff in the morning. That'll be cool. I, you know, and, and hopefully he gets some espresso soon because that's like my thing. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it was really cool to hear the the thought about giving out the K-Cups to that that uh, business. So they were sitting there in the waiting room. I never really thought about that, but um, it'd be kind of cool to just get a couple couple boxes of them and just kind of take them to a few local businesses that have those coffee makers and uh, it, it, people see it and then they want to know. So I, I don't know. I like it. Just as it's, a conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's you know? not, there's not a lot of crypto conversation piece things out there. I mean, there's a lot of merch and stuff like that, but right. most of the time people don't really stop you and ask about your t-shirt anymore. You know, no, they don't. Things. But, but now, if you had if some kick ass looking coffee cup and it said hot fuel on it, they'd be like, what's that? Well, he's got, have you seen the proof of coffee mug? No, I didn't. It's fucking sweet. It's like, uh, you know, it's like proof of steak, but proof of coffee. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, that, my awesome. wife would like that one, actually. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> That's cool. Heck yeah. Right on. Right on. I might I might look that up myself. That sounds there fun. You go. <laughs> well, hopefully he uh, chimes into the rap battles. It'll be kind of cool to see uh, get some more new faces in there. It would, it would. I mean, we already got a couple of new people coming I, that I know of, so I'm looking forward to them. But yeah, there's been a lot of new people showing up, and I'm looking forward to this Friday. I, wait, this Friday? That's like tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll start stoking on that as soon as we release this. So as soon as you guys are hearing this, you'll probably already see some Mitch's posts in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Yeah, nice. absolutely. So guys, you know, we say it every time. We'll say it again. We do this for you guys. If there's anything you see, anything you hear, 
that we can do differently, please, by all means, let us know. This show is about you guys. This show is about bringing you some things that might you might find interesting some of you might not you know but at the same time we're just two normal guys having normal conversation with normal people trying to spread the word and if you guys want to come on and, and hang out around the campfire with us you're more than welcome to just send us a dm we, we welcome everybody you know we just want to hear all your stories and and figure out how you got into the crypto space and what you're doing and the diversity like we talked about earlier in the show is incredible. So we just want, we want a little bit of everybody. So, so don't, don't feel, or don't hesitate to reach out to us. Please don't. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. We will, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. I mean, everybody's welcome. It's like, how many people do you really run into on a daily basis that know about crypto? Right. So that's why we do this. So we can all talk it. Exactly. And share experiences, you know. You know is there everybody's got a funny ass experience. There's none of it in real life. Nobody knows no, what crypto none. is. It's, we're so early, like nobody knows. It's crazy. Right. You find yourself in starvation mode for crypto talk. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm so glad we started this podcast. I get crypto talk like two or three times a week. This is shit. Yes. It's awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and it's gonna spread like wildfire. Been, oh yeah. This, I can't I can't wait. It's just it's great. All right, guys, it's been awesome. This was a cool podcast. It was it was great talking to Nick. I'm looking forward to the coffee and my mug. Proof of <laughs> coffee. Yeah. It's coming. Proof of coffee. Proof All of right, coffee. guys, you, you have a good night. We'll see you tonight at the rap battles. Catch you guys later. Peace.